0: It's election day, it's election day, it's election day, it's election day. Oh. Board up your stores, get some grenades, throw some at people you don't like. <laughs> yeah, today's like the, today's the day of reckoning, isn't it? We're, we're all gonna, everybody's just gonna spontaneously combust... The earth is just gonna burst into flames, the oceans are gonna rise, there's gonna be shark
1: ripping up our cities. Yeah. Well, this is the kind of world that we get when we choose to be guided by our fears. When we choose to let our fears take hold of us. When we choose to
0: look at things that we don't like in the outside world and spew our vitriol, our poison, our toxicity, our charged negative energy that shows up in anger, rage, frustration and just blast it out like laser shockwave beams into the environment and at everybody in the environment. You know, the the fear response is a legitimate response, but Not when it's a complete and total takeover that we're constantly in this heightened state of fear, anxiety,
1: depression, worry, unease, uh, a feeling of hopelessness, upset, sad, and why? Why? Why have we come to feel this way, to be this way?
0: And we can, you know, as I've said many times on the show, it's these institutions, these things that we imbue with magical powers to preside over us with benevolent intentions and supposed oversight and supposed laws and checks and balances and all these abstract ideas, these theories, these these general consensus agreements that we make in our energetic matrix of existence, our spider web of existence. But we, we participate in it. We participate in it, and some of us love to participate in it. Some people just really, maybe unconsciously so, most likely, love the drama, the thrill, the team sport. But we don't really love it, love it. you know? It's a, it's a familiarity to us. It's a, it's a particular kind of conditioning that we've come to accept that drives us and we function in a particular kind of way. And we're used to that way. We know that way. And when we think of other ways of operating, it seems almost...
1: outlandish to us cuz we can't think about it we can't conceptualize it
0: you know and and this way of being isn't just from us this way of being didn't just occur with us this is an epigenetic trauma story playing out in our time live in our time right here right now this game is live <laughs> and activated. And I have to say, it has been disheartening to, to see so many people get captured by the mainstream status quo fear story. Because whether we realize it or not, it's infecting us. It's, in, it's infecting me, it's probably infecting you. None of us are really free from it, because the energy, that negative-charged fear energy is palpable in the environment. And it can present itself as safety. It can present itself as uh, being sanitary. You know, it can present itself in a number of different ways. But nonetheless, it's still coming from this place
1: of fear. And I don't know, this podcast is about... Like, until we learn how to evolve past this
0: and work through this and heal this trauma and go into our shadows and unpack what's there and then try and integrate it into our world, we're not really ever going to make any change. It doesn't matter who the president is. Doesn't matter who's in the Senate, in the House. It doesn't these things don't really matter. This is a we're still we're trying to plug in a, a Lightning port iPhone charger into a first generation iPhone. It's not going in. It's not fitting anymore. It's not working. And you know, there's there's certain things in our world that we all agree if it's not working, it should be
1: improved upon. Right? But we seem to sort of exclude the government, you know,
0: big, all caps, the government. This, this institution of power, we, we seem to sort of forget or we just exclude questioning the premise of the game. We're questioning how we relate to power, how we operate under a
1: system that uses force, Coercion, violence, murder, theft, kidnapping, imprisonment, manipulation, you know, lots of of different tactics being deployed.
0: As long as we stand for that and we allow that and we accept that and we think that that is okay. We're not going to change anything for the better in any real major fundamental way. a lot of things that we want to have happen. let's just take ending the war on drugs for example. That can be easily done. but we we are fooled and tricked into thinking that you know it's this thing that we have to you know there's all this effort and energy and things that we need to do in order to get that to change. But that's not the case. It's like the, if the federal government is presiding over us, it should be able to say within an instant, this is the war on drugs is wrong. It's evil. It's immoral. It's, inju- it's not
1: right. It's not fair. It's, it's harsh. It's cruel done. No more. Let's get rid of it. And we don't,
0: we don't need to, to make this such a, I mean, you know, every single election season, they're always talking about the same things. You can go back, go on YouTube, watch election debates between, I don't know, like Dukakis and Reagan and Bush and, uh, you know, all the Clinton and even Obama and, and Hillary go back watch what are they talking about jobs healthcare taxes you know a little bit maybe about war but not about the fundamental role of power in our world and how to wield power and what power should do and how it should behave and how there's many different ways to get things accomplished other than having a system that we like re- relying on this same system and just, you know, we keep, it's like an old car and you keep putting, you know, making fixes to it and improving. It's like, eventually it's just, it's not going to go anymore. And by the, and by the time, you know, you're driving or you're driving this old car for such a long period of time. And then all of a sudden there's, there's like flying cars and jet packs. And it's like, okay, well, Clearly there's, there's other app, there's other ways of transportation. Innovation is, is, is being made. So we, we completely accept innovation when it comes to things like, oh, phone, a phone used to be a thing that you went to and it was, it had a plug in the wall and it got the electricity from the plug in the wall, from the, the, the grid, from the, poles outside and the wires and everything and then it goes into the phone and then you have a cord and the electricity goes through that cord and then you talk on the phone and you could call someone and now we basically have these magic computers in our pockets where we can see the entire world 24 7 365 <laughs> for the first time that we know of that we can be literally connected to each other and know what's happening anywhere in the world at any time and maybe not know exactly what's happening but get an idea find out things are happening and we we now have access to the knowledge that things are happening all around the world every second of the day and we have a device in our pocket that is like a magical device that says hey check it out check out the world What's going on in the world, in the entire world? What's happening? I mean, that's pretty appealing. It's pretty appealing. And we all, we're all like, yeah, cool. Innovation in, in the telephone. We accept that. We allow that. We approve that. And you can make the case that like, oh, well, it's tearing us apart and all this kind of stuff and it's terrible, whatever. But it's just a necessary phase that we need to go through. This has never happened before. We were, at, we were all living at a party of like, you know, 50 people. Now the party has like 8,000 people and we're just like, all right, cool. We want to keep the party going, but like, how, how do we, this is like, this is wild. This is crazy. I never, never been with this many people before. And that's what the internet is doing to us. It's, it's, we're literally interacting with more diversity and more novelty than ever before even though if you say that you know it is we're we're, we're living in more of these algorithm driven preference shaped bubble worlds it, it, at least we're being exposed to other people in that realm as well you know and and the internet it wasn't always like that there were th- the good stages of the internet when it was really totally completely open and and free and you know you could google something and the top results wouldn't be cnn fox news msnbc you know you'd have all these amazing blogs and outlets to go to and so navigating this space you know, it's like you're at a party and there's a bunch of people walking around being like, you know, someone spills something in the kitchen. They go, hey, did, did you hear like he spilt the whole keg of beer and, you know, we got to get a new one. There's no more beer left. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, that's shit that sucks. And then, the, the, you know, it's like that game of telephone and a uh, telephone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was my attempt at a Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's like a, 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 a telephone, telephonosaurus, Rex. Uh, yes. Uh, But it's like playing that game telephone where the information travels around and it goes to so many people that it starts to be interpreted in different ways. So before when we were at the party and it was 50 people, it was like, oh, cool. We could, you know, everybody kind of knows what's going on and we can all, you know, see and everybody really knows each other. Now it's 8,000 people and it's like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We don't know what's true, what's not true. So it's, it's, it, but this, I believe that this is just a necessary phase in our development to relearn our communal nature and relearn our uh, skills of discernment, critical thinking, uh, communication, interact, you know, and, and right now it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough, you know, but I would, I would argue that the government, Knows like the government, the entire power structure, not the administrations. And you know, when I say the government, I also mean you know the, the the alphabet agencies who, you know, they they are the real rulers of of the land. They run the country. In a in you know, they're one of them. Other than the the Federal Reserve Bank and other organizations outside of what we think of as the government. It's, it's amazing most people don't even know what the Federal Reserve Bank is. I, I, I guess I should probably talk about that uh, a little bit more. But the point is that, as George Carlin says, the real rulers of this country, they're the ones that own everything. They own all the land. They own all the banks. They own, they're the, the owners. And the owners use the government as a structure to lean on in order to pull those levers get that use that weapon use that gun it's like there's a gun in the room
1: and someone is going to grab at that gun and use it although you know so
0: so so what i i guess what i'm arguing is wouldn't it be great if we were just in a room without a gun yeah, we're still going to have, we might have problems, we might have physical altercations, but no one's going to get shot and killed. You know, as much as the, the left likes to talk about gun control, I mean, the, the number one gun control that we need to have is the gun of the government. The, the gun of the government being the, the government as an institution that uses violence and force and threats and intimidation to achieve its aims and its goals and its means its purpose because that is just going to be used by the the people in the land that play the best game to the dominant economic structure narrative the the dominant perverse incentive structure that we have that looks at the world and all of its people in it all as resources people included to extract things out of, to make and build things for, for who? For them. <laughs> for them, you know. It's, it's like all the the way that it functions is by its very nature is like whoever can reward the the kings and queens are going to be rewarded themselves. Whatever serves their particular.
1: Way of seeing the world is uh, handsomely rewarded. Things
0: that aren't handsomely rewarded are things that challenge their claim to rule over our land, our minds, our bodies, our souls. And when I say they, it's not necessarily people, although people are in in that group. When I say they, I mean the people and the institutions that. Are, that have baked in core values that align with a predatory way of, of living life, a, a way of life that is of taking, of destruction, of domination, of winning over somebody else, of being right. And it's sad to say, but that's kind of the prevailing ideology of our land. The prevailing ideology of our land seems to be you're you know they're gonna get theirs karma bitch you know we're gonna we're gonna get ours you're gonna get what you deserve oh he didn't pay his taxes make him he's got to pay more of his taxes we want it's instead of this you know it, it, it it's very like every everybody's pointing a finger at somebody else you know even i myself would point a finger at the the ideas that i'm talking about, right? like i I I'm, there's even a little projection of my internal story that is being cast upon my judgment of power structures and how they operate and I'm, I'm aware of that I, I I try and question that and, and, and contend with that at certain times you know is it is it just easier to just sort of Go with, with the f- the flow, right? Like Sebastian Maniscalco has this great bit where he talks about you know when you're at the gym and there's a g- their guy that's there and he's on the treadmill sprinting like 12 miles an hour as fast as he can, doing interval sprints and then jumping off to the side and like huffing and puffing. And Sebastian's got this great Seinfeldian mind, and he just comes out and he's like, "Why don't I just just do what we're doing?" Just do the regular thing that everyone else is doing. Don't do your weird workout. Come on, just fall in line with everybody. And, like, it's humorous. And I also understand that there's a certain kind of feeling of like solidarity or just a certain kind of vibe that's been established. And then you get somebody else coming in, going off the walls, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And, what does that bring up in us? What does that say? Why does that trigger us, right? It's like, that's worth investigating. You know, sometimes you can just chalk it up to like, ah, guy's an asshole, guy's a jerk, guy's annoying, whatever, something like that. But there is something that comes up inside of us as well. But the prevailing ideology of our land seems to be uh, that people are wanting somebody to come and save us, wanting someone to do something to fix something because everything's going to shit and it's like oh man everything's going to shit it sucks like yeah we got to do something we got to we got to vote we got to pick someone to do something we got to pick a side we got to pick a team and it's like well clearly you know before the pandemic i did a podcast about the new normal and how you know this is an opportunity for us to sort of really inspect the fundamental structures of the machine that we find ourselves operating within and instead what i see is more people just going back to the team sport the the pick the sides the you know the the system that has failed and failed time and time and time and time again if the government was a private entity that was selling goods and services and its job was to provide happiness and safety and security and health and wellness and you know lead with inspiration and and all these things it has failed miserably on that and it's not just Donald Trump it's every single president that has ever come before him i would argue that probably yeah i mean I, we act like a lot of a a lot of the delusion in this country is that we uh we pretend that we Lived, there was this like noble time of justice and liberty and freedom, and people were, you know, and it's like that's bullshit. The second that the ink dried on the Constitution, we were already, uh, you know, a tyranny. We were already becoming the very thing that we had rebelled against, which is a very common theme in a lot of uh, mythology and stories becoming that which with with what you're fighting against becoming that thing as as uh philip k dick would say be fighting against it and becoming infected by its derangement you know which is the one of the reasons why i love the the dark knight so much is because batman really contends with that you know like i I, not that's Joker's main aim is to bring him down to his level, and it's uh, it's an amazing uh, an amazing movie with so many amazing metaphors and messages, and I just find that that's that's where we find ourselves at, you know. So so twenty three minutes into the podcast, and I haven't announced really that that I'm recording this at. 2 p.m. In, on a Tuesday, November 3rd, Election Day. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's completely unpredictable. I'll tell you why. And because it doesn't matter if Trump or Biden wins. It doesn't matter. And there's a lot of people out there that will disagree with me, but there's a lot of people that think and i saw this happen when when obama was elected president i i i saw all of my peers of like anti-war anti-spying you know uh like just activated activists sort of go go away and not be like as loud as they were during the bush administration bush administrations and i think honestly coming from this place of living in fear and projecting into the outside world the the left has projected Donald Trump to be this insanely cartoonishly evil villain that they could fill with all of their you know problems and their rage and their anger and on top of that he is a decrepit disgusting you know horrific human being but he's also a con artist and he's also he's a he's also a trickster and he's also just a, a huge just everything that America was built on. And we hate that. We hate it. We're like, ugh, look at what we value. Look at what we, ugh, this is what it is. All this materialistic, gaudy, fake tan, fake hair, gold shit everywhere, buildings, bragging about winning and how well we do and how much money we make and all this stuff. That's what America was built on. And that's what we've all grown up with. And we're sick of it. We're like, ugh, this is disgusting. Get it out of here. But just like in a bad trip, when something bad comes up, we can't push it away. We have to go into it and and we have to look at it. We have to inspect it. We have to say, why is this upsetting me so much? Yeah, the things he says, the way he talks, the way he speaks, but everything that he represents. And it's everything that we hate about our shadow, our darkest places. And it's so much easier to project that on somebody else. While he is those things, we also have to be able to kind of examine the totality of the, of the scope of the picture. And I fear that, uh, you know, if Biden wins, that, that people will just go back to sleep. You know, and Trump's name for him, Sleepy Joe, like, you know, perfect, because that's what, that's what the entire enraged, you know, frantic, hysterical, crying, scared left is desperately wanting. They're like, please get me out of this bad trip. Instead of confronting it, instead of looking at it, instead of facing it, instead of moving through it, instead of examining all the angles of it, just let me get the hell out of this bad trip. And, you know, Joe Biden is like fucking Thorzine just like come in and sedate you and, and like oh okay oh good all right that's better now we have someone that's not aesthetically unpleasing to look at and someone that doesn't speak like a buffoon and someone that doesn't you know represent all of these like materialistic consumerist ego values oh yeah joe biden he's he's safe he's he's just a he's a government robot it's fine we can go back to sleep Let's relax. Oh, it was just a dream. Oh, tell me a new tell me a new story. And then everyone can go back to, you know, fucking complaining about all the other shit, whatever. And, you know, if Trump wins, then everybody's gonna explode and go into a crying frenzy and you're gonna see all this stuff on social media is gonna be posting oh my god like i am disappointed in my country i can't believe how dare i am i am sad to be an american hat maybe hashtag sad to be an american today like you know just ashamed of my country hashtag the ashamed of my country challenge people are going to be going on seeing how long you can continuously cry for i mean this is crazy that something like this affects us in such a huge way that we're letting it affect us in such a huge way that we're giving it our power we're giving it our attention we're giving it our time we're giving it our money we're giving it our energy we're giving it our lives and it's like for what you know we're trapped in this game and we can't see that it's a game. We can't see the the forest for the trees. We can't see the water as the fish. We don't get it. All the debates, all the issues, all the things, all the whatever, this and that, the scandals and the, the he said this, it's all a fucking theater play. It is a magnificent theater play. And it's got everybody whipped and spun and rattled and frazzled. And dazzled and angry and righteous and proud. And all we keep doing is getting on that field and playing the same game and getting back on that field and playing the same game. Meanwhile, everybody's getting head injuries and fucking, you know, breaking bones and bleeding from the ears. Like, this game might be a little dangerous. This game might not be so good. It's not so fun anymore. Maybe there's
1: a different way. I'm trying to make a football analogy there i guess but didn't really work too too well but i don't know what's going to happen but i do know whatever happens
0: in this post-truth mimetic warfare tribal
1: narrative um you know aggressive hostile mentality of our time
0: Nothing is going to be calm and 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 smooth and easy. The, there's, the, I I could see it now. The media, you know, coming the the agenda-setting media corporate press narrative is going to be oh you know whether it's biden or trump something's going to they're going to do something something's going to happen they're gonna be like well oh, ballots weren't counted or or oh, we found the things there was a fire here there was like a shooting or there was like a thing there was a, like a bomb threat or uh there was a hacking and you know you know some senator was in but they'll 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 sacrifice some some person you know throw them under the bus pl- plant something frame something either both sides They're, i mean the, the highly highly weaponized environment it's not going to just be like normal you know there's no matter who wins something wild is going to happen and it's going to that's going to be the the new driving narrative that's going to be 24/7 on the, in in the corporate press in the mainstream media and social media constant 24/7 narrative of this chaos story everyone's going to be f- up in arms enraged in so much fear there will probably be violence they'll probably be looting they'll pr- you know they'll, i mean the, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at this time don't you think i mean well, imagine again imagine being in a in a in a small tribal setting and someone there or you're one of your leaders or whoever it just keeps saying like oh yeah the the next chief that's uh that's going to be uh, become chief is there there might be a lot of craziness uh, you know there might be a lot of wild stuff happening it's like would wouldn't you think that would sort of you know bake some fear into you and all of a sudden shape the way that you're feeling and thinking because these vibratory frequencies are being uh inserted into your human sensory input meat costume and being like oh okay maybe possible danger keep on the lookout all right maybe something's gonna happen okay and you're just you know spidey sense tingling the whole time after it's repeated after you know people are boarding up stores people are doing this oh gun sales are back on it's like it's they're basically marketing a civil war (laughs) <laughs> it's. This is like we've been we've been living through like a, a major like marketing campaign for civil war, so you know a, a, a wise you know wise leadership in a healthy world and if we were functioning and living properly in a healthy reality without these perverse incentive structures guiding us in these debased you know moral foundations then you know it would be like hey like you know hope i hope that the new person is fantastic and you know there'd just be this more positive atmosphere and you can't like i said you can't just blame this on trump trump is a symptom of the toxicity that has been plaguing us for a very long time you know the 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 illusion of what the state is under barack obama was masterfully hidden you know because he was fantastic as an orator as a presenter his appearance his aesthetics the way he talked the way that he interacted with people the way he looked everything about him was the perfect paint job for the monstrous you know leviathan tentacles and beastly like nature of 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 the state the true nature of what the the idea of the state is the, the, the state at its very core fundamental rawness, you know, Obama was fantastic at covering that up and he still got sniped by well, no pun intended, but with WikiLeaks, with Julian Assange, with Edward Snowden, with Jeremy Scahill, with Glenn Greenwald, with, you know, there was a lot that, that, that happened under Obama that wasn't so good. It wasn't good. It wasn't really good. You know. Oh yeah, we 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 uh, we we definitely uh, tortured some folks. Ha ha ha. Oh, you know, uh, at the pre- at the pre- uh, what was the press dinner? I forget what it's called. The pre- the one it's the uh, they have a comedian there, the White House press dinner or whatever, and he's like, yeah, guys. I forget the joke, but he's like. They want to go out with uh, Sasha and Malia. Well, huh, I got two words for you: drone strike. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Ha ha ha! It's like, meanwhile, we're launching ridiculous amounts of drone strikes all over the Middle East. Troops occupying Afghanistan. You know, I- Iraq still going on. Like, it's just like it's it was insane. And then torturing people at Guantanamo Bay, spying on people, like all this stuff, and and where's the the media to be exposing all this stuff and and you know it really took i mean i guess it was that edward snowden thing when with glenn greenwald that it really took that to like like the media was like well we have fucking no choice we have to report on this this is so massive someone's going to and had then then how do you do like damage control around that you know it's all the media is just it's just the The stage for these actors to play on, you know, these, it's the stage for the, for them to frame and set and light what, how these puppet actors go on and sell us these illusions. I mean, we, we want to believe in like a charismatic leader that's going to come along and like right the wrongs of the world and fix things up. I mean, all of our stories tell of this, all these hero narratives, these hero stories, Tell of this. It's like you know that the, 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 there, there's a great leader out there, and they're going to show us the way. And you know what? That is true. But like the people that I follow are a lot of like authors and thinkers and podcasters and comedians. And so to to me, they're sort of my leaders. They're not these elected officials, and certainly not these unelected officials that are operating within the the deep state establishment of of you know, the, the real government essentially. I always, I used to say that it was like the, the government is like a, and I don't know how many people get this, but in New York they have bodegas and they're usually, you know, like they're owned by people in the neighborhood, local people. And you go in and, uh, you know, like a Dominican or Puerto Rican, you go in and like they, yeah, they have like empanadas and all kinds of, and then there's like guys playing dice in the back, you know, but the front Facing store, they're selling stuff. They got soda, they got food, you know. And in the back, they're running running games, bookying, betting, things like that. And and that's exactly that's exactly how the government operates as well. It's like there's two functions to it, and we're a lot of us are just focused on this one function, and not even this one function, but the the one person that occupies a seat of of. (laughs) of like that nobody should have nobody should be there shouldn't we shouldn't have one guy in charge of like what what does that even like what like what does that even mean (laughs) it's like this is such a, a fucking stage play illusion and again like i said we have to really start to challenge more of what we deem to be Worth our time, energy, and attention. We don't necessarily have to give it to this one dominant story of our land. And uh, yeah, I see
1: so many people out there that are very invested in that. But it's never really going to yield the kind of fruit that we want it to.
0: And I, I, I know that. The, this kind of thinking is, v- is very radical is very fringe but it's really not when you think about it and I this is why I think that you know we, we really as human beings we really need to get reminders that we are all connected here and that you know that it is such a gift to be alive and there's so many incredibly fun things that we can do. Remember fun? Remember fun? <laughs> you know, there's so many fun things that we can do outside of sitting behind screens. There's you know the chance encounters that you you bump into somebody and something happens or you know that you're you're out and someone you know you someone invites you to a party or something, you meet some new friends. There's there's so many Fun and, and exciting possibilities that we have in front of us to be human beings, fully expressed, connected, loving, empathetic, compassionate, curious, creative, collaborative human beings. That it, sometimes it, it's going to
1: take a lot of turmoil and suffering and harshness to, to, to wake up to that for a lot of people. Because some people
0: in some places—I I mean, most people in most places—places places have just been beaten down for so long, and all of our ancestral lines just so much baggage, so much trauma. Everybody, everyone, everyone in the world—you know—that this is a a growing pain of of our civilization, of our
1: of what we are as human beings on this earth, and. I believe that it's about how we navigate this darkness that's going to decide what comes out on the other side. It's how well we're able to go into
0: the collective shadow, the collective darkness, and, and go into the wounds and go into the trauma and sit with it and be there and unpack
1: it slowly and integrate it. And integrate and keep going and keep going because we can
0: scream and yell and we can vote and we can you know, do all these kinds of things, but we're not going to have a change unless we have a real fundamental change of our souls, of our spirits, of, of our consciousness, of, of why we're here and what we're capable of doing and being and feeling. And those of us fortunate to have experiences of ecstatic bliss, of rapture, of joy, of wonder, of play, of euphoria, of non-dual, transcendental, liminal magic. Those of us that have had these experiences know that this that this is possible for a human being. That this, you know, that the the sort of values that that we have as people to want to engage in loving fun healing activities we have to be we you know i think that we have the ability to come together to really fully formulate those things outside of this toxic apparatus this toxic environment that is just plaguing us with their toxicity with their fear stories and with all the, the arrangements and agreements that they make and the promises and the, you know, everything, the negotiations, the, you know, until we, until we get to a point where we're, a, where we have a more respectful environment. But I, I guess I would say that it, it really, it starts with us. And this is something that I have been, you know, struggling with and, and dealing with because my inner, like, my inner nature, is to be like what the fuck is wrong with everybody why you know get get to for me to get angry and for me to get mad and for me to get upset and for me to try and make a, a clever point or a logical argument or something like that and it's just as I've grown and and done more of my own work and just had more experiences I understand that that's not that's not an effective strategy and I, I want to hear why people think the way they do I want to be able to have compassion and sit with people when they tell me things that conflict with the way that I see the world. And I believe that that's the way. That's the way forward. The way forward is not to silence, not to smack down, not to ridicule, not to, you know, defame, to trick, to manipulate. To dominate you know to coerce to, 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 to have uh, you know to to insert your yourself over, but to open up and and ask questions and and get a sense of this person's story and, and who they are unfortunately it's difficult to do that on social media when we have a party of eight thousand people, as I was saying before. But we can have some impact and we can do something and as much as i have these strongly held beliefs about the way in which i see the world and the in my information my or the information that i've taken in the experiences that i've had the things i've read and looked at and the way that i feel you know this this combination of getting a sense for what my world view is you know, I do feel like that it is a a good direction to go in, and I feel pretty confident in talking about this as a way that is possible and could work and could be best for for all of us, but I also am not a hundred percent certain and i and I want to understand why other people would think that it would be incorrect or that it would be not a not good and I want to see what other, why other people think the way they do. So the long and short of it is just saying that I think we can get through this if we navigate the chaos smoothly. And unfortunately, I don't really see that happening because everything leading up to this point has shown that it's really, really difficult to do that. But what I'm saying is that we can have a Path to a better world, to a, a society that functions better. But really, it has to start with us. And unfortunately, maybe it has to get even darker before we wake up and realize holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? This is crazy. What are we doing? You know, it's like doing something crazy at a night when you're loaded drunk and you're like, the next I can't believe I did that. I feel like I have a feeling that we're going to wake up after a period of time in that state and go holy shit what the hell were we doing and maybe that will be future generations that will look back and just go
1: wow that was wild i can't believe human beings like went through that and did that but the 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 light is here as uh rust says at the end of the one of the best shows on it ever um true detective when marty goes and and sees him at the hospital at the end
0: spoiler alert matthew mcconaughey's character and he's talking about looking up at the stars and seeing all the darkness and marty's like yeah i guess i guess the darkness is winning and there's like a a few stars in the sky and he looks up and he goes, yeah, Matthew McConaughey's character says, yeah, but at one point there was only darkness. So, you know, I think the lights got a fighting chance or the light, the light, the lights winning. He, he, he switches his perspective on it. He, instead of looking at it as like, Oh my God, look at how much darkness there is. It's like, yeah, but at one time there was only darkness and there's a little bit of light and that's, that's awesome. And that's sort of, that's sort of the way that I, I, I sort of see things is that Daniel Schmachtenberger, who I like a lot, uh, puts it this way. We're in a point where we have rivalrous games and exponential tech. And doesn't look like we're going to be slowing down on the tech. And when we have that, what we have is a self-terminating civilization. We can't keep Having the same kinds of structures and incentive structures and games that we play—economic games, value system games, religious games, government games—you know—we can't keep competing and playing in a, in that particular way in in one dominant function uh, in the in the way in which has been the way that we've been playing. We can't keep playing that way while we're developing all kinds of technology that is making the world a smaller place and also developing really crazy, you know, weaponry or robots that take away a lot of people's jobs and this kind of stuff. It's like, we're going to blow ourselves up. We're going to, something's going to burst. Our level of consciousness has not evolved to the level of our technology. And that's, you know, that's that's not good. So I would say that it's a crucial time for us to understand how we can better You know, how we can do things better and how we can look outside of the corroded, toxic, mainstream narrative establishments and structures and institutions and really start thinking about other ways in which we could build things that are going to be appealing alternatives. And, you know, I don't know what that looks like, but I just know that that is a way forward as as far as I can see. A way forward is a way that we start respecting each other for our differences and allow each other to operate in a functional space of fun and play and love because this world can be amazing this world can be ecstatic this world can be joyful it doesn't have to be the way it is there are other ways of doing things we're not going to get there with a presidential election this isn't going to be the thing that that flips the switch the the promises of government, of politicians over the years has only, man- has only manifested us to this point now, where we're in this dire circumstance, right? The, bo- the most important election ever. But this, this this is not it. So who knows what's going to happen, but I do think that everything is going to be fine, but maybe not right away, but it will be eventually. Whenever we have the disparity that exists where certain people that occupy high positions of power have so much control and so much more resources and power than the majority of people that are just trying to have a good life, trying to just make sure that they're healthy, that they feel good, and that they could be with their families and love their families and love their friends and have good times and be with their partners, their husbands and their wives, and have joyous lives. But what we see is so much suffering. And I would argue that that the majority of this suffering has come from the way in which we choose to relate to each other, the way in which we choose to relate to the earth, to the environment, and to this reality. The way in which we value existence itself. And these are big fundamental questions, metaphysical questions that don't get introduced in debates. This isn't in politics, right? This is outside. Politics is a narrow game that is manufactured and curated to only have this little range of allowable thought, opinion, and expression. And, you know, one of the things that Donald Trump did was short, sort of shatter that matrix a little bit, was sort of disrupt what it means to be a member of the state and expose the media, which is the propaganda arm of the state, which is, you know, a, a huge force for um,
1: manipulation and control in our world, the, the corporate agenda-setting media. So. I just hope that
0: as a species that we can move in a direction where we start to experiment with new ways of doing things that have never been done before without
1: the tactics strategies of the past but with new ways of the future new
0: incentive structures new systems new agreements new energy exchanges of money and labor and time more you know like what charles eisenstein talks about a gift economy you know or like a, a sharing economy stephen johnson in his book future perfect talks about decentralized local peer to peer sharing networks you know we can develop these networks we can use this wonderful thing called the internet for for something good and the reason why i'm talking about it in this way is because i feel that my part is to sort of Just try and spread this message to kind of turn people onto these ideas and get people thinking in in new and different ways and start provoking some thought because I don't know what's to come of that, but it's already happening and we just need a larger amount of people involved in order to really turn this ship around and by putting people into the dying political structure, it, it, it doesn't do it and it's not even like we're putting people in it's like someone bought it and someone else uh has been in it for like 50 years biden and trump i'm referring to you know so it's it's we need to move into a new direction this can't be the pinnacle of our creative efforts joe biden or donald trump you know, and what that says and what that represents and what they say and what they represent and their followers believe, you know, that this can't be the pinnacle of our human uh, capacity for intelligent, creative collaboration on making the world uh, more like the one that we want. And so I don't know, maybe we have to start groups, maybe we have to start meetings to to brainstorm and come up with ideas about how we can solve problems that are affecting us in our areas and, you know, be local and be, you know, decentralized where we're collaborating and sharing information with other people. But it it has to start with what we value. You know, it has to start with seeing things for what they are, seeing the true nature of power and how power operates in our world, seeing the true nature of fear and love and and good and evil and light and dark and seeing these true raw bare bones elements and how they play out and how we relate to them and how we identify with them and where they are in us and where we're projecting them out on the others and and what we're building in the world and what we're creating and how we're how we're, you know, promoting it or sharing it and, and what, you know, what are we are we all contributing to the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible, or are we also per- participating and perpetuating things that we don't want simply just by giving them energy simply just by feeding them like that little story about the two wolves within you and one of them grows well which one the one that you feed the one that you feed the, 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 the thing that you give your time energy and attention to and i love giving my time energy and attention to fun I love giving my time, energy, and attention to being with friends, laughing, having a good time, smoking a joint, maybe having a really good beer, having some good food, good laughs, um, going to a concert, going to a show, dancing, uh, doing psychedelic work, doing psychedelics recreationally, just laughing and loving, you know, being romantic with my partner, loving her, you know, treating her. Uh, going away with her, doing things with her, having fun, you know, skinny dipping in Alpine lakes with her. And, and just this whole life can, is, 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 can be uh, amazing. You know, what whatever it is that you're engaging with or what you're doing for fun, for pleasure, for excitement. It's like,
1: we can, we can, we can have more of that. You know, our lives don't just,
0: you know, we're, it's like, we're, we're, we're only allowed to live our lives two days a week and, and two extra weeks a year or whatever, you know, the kind of standard work vacation schedule type thing is, but we, we, we get to completely own and take over our lives if we want to. And I think that there, there has to be some kind of awakening within people to have the realization that there, there's other ways there's, there's choices that we can that we can make and there's other ways to do things and that we you know that we that we have to uh look at how much fear and anger and and terror that comes up for us and and see you know where is that really coming from
1: where is it where is it coming from is it you know is it because you're just really upset that
0: Exxon Mobil's Doing some fucked up shit and you just think that they're a bunch of pricks and you
1: you hate them. All right, great. Like, what are we gonna do to actually rewrite the code
0: that we all function in so that we don't produce and allow things like this to take over and do, you know, spill oil and extract things and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, as one example, right? So I I do think that there is a sense of laziness on a lot of us
1: that we want somebody else to do something and we can do something and I can do more and you can do more. We can all do more. And sometimes we need to be
0: reminded of that. Sometimes I'm in despair and I just say, fuck it. Who cares? There's no point. Nothing's going to change, right? Right. Where, and then I'll have someone say, Hey, no, you know, you're onto something. Keep, keep this alive. Like keep, keep doing this. Keep thinking about these things. Keep, you know, keep, keep talking about it. And I was like, okay, well, that feels good to have that reminder. And I, and I believe that we all really need that, 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 that environment of positive reinforcement, that environment of inspiration that you know and and on this day right now this election day there's i feel so much like tension and fear uh, especially on social media and also a lot of projecting of hopes right a lot of people really proud that they voted and they voted for Joe Biden and we're going to get this asshole out but again it's trump is just a symptom of the problem when joe biden wins the presidency we can't fall back asleep. We have to stay engaged, but this time engaged in the real th- issues here, the real nature of how this, sh- this power, this gun that we're allowing people to operate is being pointed and being used
1: and find out, hey, maybe this, maybe this isn't so good. Maybe this isn't really working.
0: <laughs> so I guess that would be my my hope would be that uh, Joe Biden wins, and then everybody is still remains active and paying attention to the political landscape, and realizes, oh, it doesn't matter who's in office; the same shitty shit happens. Yeah, that's what happened to me in two thousand ten with. Obama I, I was like what this guy's not really I mean he was like talking about all these change like he was we were going to do
1: all this great stuff and then you know didn't seem to really go that way and you know there's this
0: we would like to believe in this like system of government where you vote and there's checks and balances and rules and order and I you know these noble ideas and justice and liberty and it's like it just it just isn't that sure it would be nice if it was that but it's not it's not <laughs> all right well i think that's going to wrap it up this this is again this is now it's 3:29 p.m. and on uh, november 3rd and whatever happens there's going to it's going to be crazy and there's going to be a ton of crazy shit that's going to happen throughout the world and uh and there's just going to it's going to be turbulent and you know i imagine that we'll probably have some kind of like uh you know major disruptions to 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 the way of of things and uh a lot of unease and unrest uh and uh hopefully
1: we can uh, pay attention this time to how we can make things better through love through operating through love
0: and through compassionate curiosity truth fairness and uh and happiness and joy and fun for for everyone for as many people as we can maybe that's delusional maybe that's ridiculous to think but uh fuck it i'm that's that's what i want that's what i'm going to think i think that you know the mind is very powerful
1: very powerful we create our own realities and those of us who are privileged enough to be
0: able to have psychedelic experiences altered state experiences non ordinary state experiences privileged enough to eat delicious food and have access to information at the drop of a hat and then use our voices to communicate that to the outside world.
1: I think that we have a certain sense of duty, a certain sense of duty to walk that path as much as possible
0: and dream that impossible dream and whatever, you know, just, just ignore people that say that's not realistic or whatever. Just, just focus on what you want. Focus on your your dream of how you would like to be living in this world and operating in this life and how it would be ni- so nice for other people to be on that wavelength with you because then we can all have really, a really fun time at this epic, epic party called life now, reality now. Joy, experience, sensory experience, pleasure, fun, ease, not dis-ease, less tension we can we can do it we have the capacity to do it all it takes is our our time our energy our effort and our attention in the right place and learning to contend with the energies that reside within us that want to yell scream impose our will say that we're right be morally superior claim you know some kind of victim role and you know, or rebel role, right? I used to play that, the fucking rebel role. Ah, fuck it, man. Who cares? Rebel, atheist, rebel, existentialist, asshole. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I, I, I dip into different identities here and there. You know, I think we all do. But we need each other to be reminders. We need to remind each other of the vision of what we want to create, what we want to build in this world, how we want to love, what we want to experience, who we want to be and it's not going to be handed to us and no one's going to save us and it doesn't matter who occupies this ridiculous seat of power that we all hallucinate has some kind of magical authority over us we are the authority over ourselves and it takes there's no you know grand method or system that's going to dictate what it's going to be for everybody But it it shows up in every moment. It shows up with every choice to love or to fear, with every choice to be compassionate
1: and curious or empathetic or sympathize or to be right, to be dominant, to control, and to always check that and have other people check
0: it for us. Hey, do you think maybe you're, uh, do you think you're operating out of love right now? hey, thanks for the reminder. You're right, I slipped. And we need to remind each other. We're, we're, we're built, we're wired as these beings that forget and remember and forget and remember. Sometimes we remember. Sometimes other people remind us. Sometimes we remind other people. But we are infinite. And we can dance an incredible dance in this reality right now. With this, We can, we can make an epic dance, an epic song. We
1: can have an epic party. We really can, but it's going to take a lot of effort. (laughs) It's going to take a lot of difficulty, challenges, challenging
0: who we thought we are, who we thought we were, who we, you know, what, what we thought life was or is, how we relate to the environment, how we relate to each other. So, yeah, that's my dream is to see a full like more and more people just waking up to their true power, fully empowered, creative, excited, operating from a, p- a place of abundance and love and not being infected by the derangement of the empire of of the dominators, the ones that hold the most fear. The you know, they are the 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 wardens or the the guards, but they're still in prison. Yeah, they have a power role over us. But we're all in prison. And they're they're caging themselves up. They're lighting themselves on fire with the with the fire that they use. It's like uh in the dark crystal, like the skexies, they they have to suck the life force out of the other guys, I forgot their name, and then but they become all like
1: corroded and hunched over and, and I've talked about this before, you know, this kind of thing. But I
0: I just, I hope that we can learn how to navigate this, the fallout of this election uh, in a new and different way and make different choices than we would make otherwise. Now, having said that, I do realize that there's a lot of sort of, uh, you know, agent provocateur shill kind of, you know co-intel type infiltration and you know the corruption all this kind of stuff and i would just say don't don't play into it all you know don't let's not attach to every single
1: thing that we see and that we're being told and you know i know it's a it's it's a it's hard to do that but you
0: know most people that i talk to i say hey you know the, the stuff that you see on social media the stuff that you see on tv the stuff you hear in the mainstream media like do you see that?
1: Do you feel that when you go out in your neighborhood in your area, uh, like a lot of people are like, no, not really, no, not really, no. So all this stuff is being, you know, obviously
0: used and heightened and weaponized to keep us in that constant response fear state. Something's gonna happen, you know. We're just
1: the the. the we're just this like traumatized in this traumatized state and so we
0: really need more compassion, more love, more empathy, more curiosity in order to navigate this space. All right, that's it for me. I guess I've said enough. I wasn't going to do like a election episode like who's going to win, who's going to lose and what the outcome's going to be and what's that going to mean really in the details and all this kind of stuff, but you know, I have been looking at lots of different Uh, sources and things. And some people think there's going to be power outages. Some people think there's going to be hacking with banks and you're not going to be able to get your money out. And other people think that crypto is going to skyrocket. And other people think that uh, there's going to be riots and looting and, you know, murder. And a lot of uh, people think that there's going to be, you know, tons of corruption and manipulation with the picks and all this kind of stuff. Who the hell knows? I'm sure it's going to be a, a wild story to live through. But the point of this episode was just saying that this is a story (laughs) and we're choosing to either participate in this story or we're choosing to look at this story and say, yeah, nice with your whole, you know, story here, but it's just, we're, 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 we're sick of it. It's enough. We're going to create our own fucking story. So vote for yourself, create your own story and
1: find the others that are doing that as well. And let's actually participate, not by once every four years filling out somebody's name, but let's actually participate
0: in reaching out to each other, collaborating with each other, reminding each other, creating with each other, and focusing on some things that we can do to try and free ourselves from the toxic realm of the fear story that dominates the world. Because that's the only way that we're going to evolve into a state of being
1: that we envision to be like a near paradise. And I just I know that we're capable of doing that. I know that's possible. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you just enjoy it. Talk to you next time. Peace.